So there's an article again from CP24.com. A list of politicians who traveled abroad despite pandemic era advice to stay home. A number of politicians have admitted to leaving the country over the December holiday period, even as their constituents adhered to public health guidance meant to curb the spread of COVID-19 and hunkered down at home. Here's a look at some of the lawmakers who took trips abroad despite public health appeals to avoid non-essential travel. Absolutely filthy. Degenerate politicians. Hypocrites. Do as I say, but not as I do. Clowns. Bozos. You know? Anyways. The first politician on this list. Rod Phillips. When Rod Phillips jetted off for a sunny Caribbean vacation on December 13th, he touched off a political storm that engulfed him when he returned home to Ontario. Phillips resigned as the province's finance minister on December 31st, hours after returning from a two-week trip in St. Bart's. I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Phillips who will remain a member of the provincial legislature, called the decision a significant error in judgment. His apology did little to assuage. Asawag? Asalamalamalaikum? Asawag? A-S-S-U-A-G-E. His apology did little to assuage, A-S-S-U-A-G-E, criticism against Premier Doug Ford, for not taking action when he first learned of the cabinet minister's travels shortly after Phillips left for warmer climates. And so on and so forth. The list is pretty much the same. Nikki Ashton, the federal New Democrat, went to Greece to visit her grandmother. Uh... Due to, you know, her grandmother's illness, deadly dumb. Kamal Kara, the federal liberal MP, announced Sunday she was stepping down from her role as parliamentary secretary to the Minister of International Development after traveling to Seattle. Samir Zuberi, the liberal member of parliament, announced Sunday that he would step down from his committee role after traveling to Delaware. To be with his wife's ill grandfather, Pierre Acand, the former interim head of Quebec's Liberal Party, expressed regret last month over his decision to vacation in Barbados with his wife, you know. Yuri Chassin, the member of the governing coalition, Avenir, Quebec, is currently in Peru visiting his husband, <laughs> visiting his Peruvian husband. A witch doctor, kidding, visiting his husband who has, who said he has been seen, who he has not seen in about a year. Joe Hargrave, Saskatchewan's highway minister. Blah, 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 blah. Tracy Allard, uh, Alberta's municipal affair minister, uh, was caught with cohorts in some place, blah, 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 deeply, duh, the list goes on. These are Canadian politicians. 
and I'm not going to read the full article. You get the extent of it. Several prominent uh, provincial governmental leaders in Canada. Um, how many are on this list? One, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen and counting um, Canadian elected governmental officials. And this is a global widespread hypocrisy in the time of a global pandemic, you know? The governing bodies of the world are calling for restriction, lockdown, to curb the spread of COVID-19. Yet our governmental leaders are absconding for their little Hawaiian vacations, flitting off to Peru to, you know, chug back ayahuasca and dance with their husbands on a Peruvian getaway vacation, you know? These hypocrites of state. You're seeing it in the United States as well, and I'm sure it's happening abroad. And the message is, do as we say, but not as we do. Isn't that the general consensus? These are hypocrites. These are frauds. These are phonies. They're phony baloney. And in my opinion, they are not fit to be leaders. Leaders lead by example. And the problem is, find me a man or a woman in this day and age that is worthy of calling themselves a leader. We live in a world of cynicism motivated by self-interest. If you think these bozos, for one second, got into office to serve the people, you know, to enforce and uphold the chastity of elected democratic representation, then you're out of your bumblecut, cotton-picking mind. These boneheads, you know, these bozos are motivated by self-interest, cynicism. And if you've learned anything from 2020, it should be that COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and to enforce restrictions, control, legislation for whatever nefarious reasons. It's a phony. It's, they're phony. Phony baloney. It's a sham. You know? Hey... There's something awfully squooey going on around here. Uh, oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. Or bat or pagalonian, whatever the hell it was that crawled out of the swamps of Wuhan. You know, allegedly. And it don't take a genius. Don't take some political pundit. Don't take some political, political, political professor of political science, some poli egghead, don't take no genius to point out there's something awfully squoey going on around here, and there's something going on between China and the United States of America. Some sort of uh, Cold War style bad blood, and it's affecting global economies, and COVID-19 is being weaponized. Yes. Hit me up. JR.thepodcast at gmail.com. You got questions, you got queries, you got qualms, 
jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And as a side note, a little addendum. Okay. What I want you people to do is to look within your soul. All right? We are a great nation. We're going to make this nation better again. Make America great again, okay? COVID-19, the Chinese flu, the Kung flu, no big deal. What I want you all to do is get plenty of sunlight, drink plenty of bleach. You're going to be fine. How's my hair? Okay. How's my hair? The Trumpster, you know, I guess he's in some hot water. Again, as a little side note, uh, blah, blah, blah. He said something on tape. He made some sort of comment. Um, I don't know. All I know is Joe Biden's a wet blanket. Kamala Harris, that fucking Cheshire grinning, you know, that yanked back gum line and then protruding teeth and them squinted up eyes. You know, that's sideshow attraction, you know. She's out to lunch. They're liars, thieves, and vagabonds. The whole lot of them. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, the typical criticism of Trump, love him or hate him, and you can't even deny it. He's very bold in his speak. He's very bold in his speak. He's very cutting and honest. At times to a fault, does he conduct himself with the greatest of grace, with the greatest of ease? It's debatable. I mean, some people love him for it, some people hate him for it. But one thing's for certain, he operates out of a sense of normalcy. And without drumming up everything, I talked a lot about this. If you want to dip back into the lexicon of Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. I've spoken on this throughout 2020, but suffice to say where we are now, you know, it's coming up to the final crunch. What's going to happen? You know, we'll finally find out who the president is. Is it grabbed by the pussy? Okay. Fake news. Plenty of sunlight, plenty of bleach. Okay. You know, is it the Trumpster or is it what you need to do is vote. Okay. What y'all super predator, what y'all super predators need to do is go and vote, okay? My son is not a cokehead, okay? So what if he's a cokehead or he's not a cokehead, okay? It's normal. $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow, that's normal. What y'all super predators need to just do is shut up and blindly follow me or you don't know whether or not you're a, uh, super predator. I mean, <clears throat> black person or not, okay? What y'all need to do is vote and it's normal. Everything I say and do is normal absconding with $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow, you know, even though we have no experience, knowledge, or know-how how to run a Ukrainian power energy company. That's normal, okay? Super predator, shut up and give me your vote, you super predator. Or you don't know whether or not you're black. I mean, a super predator, or who knows what I mean, okay? What you need to do is vote. What y'all need to do is vote. Where's Cardi B? High five, Cardi. Or is it fucking that bumbleclut Joe Biden? You know? Who the fuck is the president? So anyway, I've been squawking about that ever since last year. So, I don't know. We'll see. 
It's coming down to the final crunch, I guess. I think it's January 20th when the, the, when, when the presidential crown will be bestowed upon. But I mean, the way I see it, I'm going to have to reserve any further speak on it until it's all said and done until I can till I can grasp the full scope of it from my position as a, you know, performer, podcaster, current event opinionator, you know, comedian. From my perspective, I'm going to have to kind of wait a minute, see what happens. Um but, you know, my personal opinion for the sake of normalcy, Trump. Trump. You know, better choice. Otherwise, you know, the lockdowns are coming. The sanctions are coming. Encroaching, encroaching, encroaching into your life. Your children can't go to school no more. You can't work unless you're vaccinated. Can I see your papers? Get the fuck off that airplane. What are you doing? You're not wearing five masks. Where's your ventilator? Where's your sanitizer? It will never end because they love control. And as I spoke on earlier with like, you know, some of these Canadian leaders caught, you know, skipping off, taking trips ignoring restrictions it's a phony it's a sham it's a fraud none of the governmental leaders actually believe in this horse shit anybody knows it you know a blind man can see it and you know i love blind people you know a blind man could see it you know what i mean they're not afraid of covid19 because they know it's horse shit it's hogwash you know elderly people pre-existing conditions and morbidly obese that's who it affects unfortunately otherwise it ain't no big deal it's a little bit of hanky panky ain't nothing to squawk about right there's no need getting your panty liner all wet over you know some little minor thing that you know of course you wouldn't want to get it but it's like 80 percent of people recover fine something like that right um a great majority of people recover fine from it and, you know, yes, there are some cases where people unfortunately pass away, you know, the elderly, morbidly obese, pre-existing health conditions. Some people have a worse um, time dealing with it. I mean, but then again, some of it's just inflated. Think about how sensational it is, you know, in a boring year of 2020, you know, nothing's going on, everything's locked down, blah, blah, blah. What attention you can get if you can tell everybody, oh, you had COVID-19 and, oh, tell us the legend. Tell us the legend of when you had COVID-19 and all of a sudden you're interesting for a minute. I think a lot of people really overinflate their experiences with COVID-19 because a lot of people say it's no big deal to get over it. Then some people talk about it as if it was the worst thing that ever happened to them. <laughs> it's just like, how could there be such disparaging differences? And a part of me thinks it's phony baloney. It's like, oh, wow, you got to be interesting for a minute. Your little 15 minutes of fame. A survivor of COVID-19 speaks up. 
Oh, it was terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Well, when was the last time getting the flu tasted like pumpkin pie? You fucking idiot. Of course it sucks. But is it really that big of a fucking deal? Probably not. Anyways, moving on. <laughs>